Hello, hello. Welcome back to the From My Understanding podcast. I'm your host, Jazz. And today's episode is episode five, and it is on vulnerability. I cringed when I first thought about doing an episode on this topic because I'm like, ugh, being vulnerable? Like, no, I can't. It's very cringy for me to even think about talking about this topic because for me, vulnerability is like that distant relative that I don't really talk to like that unless I have to, you know, and it takes a lot out of me for me to be able to talk and withstand them. But we diving deep into it and we getting into vulnerability today because I'm healing and I'm evolving. So I'm no longer running away from things that make me uncomfortable. So a little bit about my childhood and what led me to not being so comfortable with being vulnerable and showing emotions or even just expressing myself. So I like to think that I was very expressive as a child. My mom and like my aunties and uncles, they was used another word, but I'm gonna go with expressive. I was talkative. I was always happy getting into stuff and not really afraid to say what I felt or what I thought. Not really sure when that changed exactly, but I know it had a little bit to do with like growing up and just allowing all the external influences decide what was acceptable for me. You know, society and its nature to have kids conform. But I was a kid at the time and I didn't know much about going inward to find what was really right for me. I just know I didn't want to feel judged or left out, so I avoided anything that was not acceptable I can find it and refrain from doing it. I was just having a conversation with my mom recently, which pushed me to talk about this. She asked me, did I feel that I was given enough affection as a child? And my response to her was just enough. Like I was given just enough, not too much and not too little, but I was given enough to feel like I was cared about. And she told me that one day, um, She was kissing me and I was little and I just told her like, can you not kiss me? Like, mama, don't kiss me. And I was shocked that that was something that I even asked for. But it's pretty common for kids at a certain age to not want to be kissed by their parents or hugged by their parents, especially in front of other kids that are their age. I don't know. We get this idea in our head that it's not okay to show affection unless it is romantic. That was something that I asked for and I was really surprised because I don't remember telling my mom that or asking her to not show me affection as much. I also felt like growing up I was given displays of these really strong and independent women that seemed to never have emotions of vulnerability. Like I never viewed my grandma, my aunt, my mom, I never viewed these women as vulnerable from my childlike perspective where if I didn't see them sad or crying then they just didn't do these things. And of course, growing up raised by a single parent, there's this unspoken notion of toughness that you have to portray. So even the babies that are raised that cry a lot, you know, they're labeled as crybabies, which is odd because they're babies. Since they cannot speak, crying is their form of communication. It is their way of telling you that something is wrong or that they are in want of something. They are relatively new to this reality that we're in and their expressions, even crying, are valid. All expressions are valid, but especially children, like they are the beacon for vulnerability. 
they should be taught that it's okay to openly express themselves. Even growing up in like a predominantly black family, you know that if you're a child and you have any input on anything that adults have to say, the first thing that you'll hear is stay in a child's place as a way to diminish what it is that you have to say or the input that you have. You know, you are taught that your opinion, your words are not valid just because of your age or just because you are a child. Okay, as babies move into their toddler and preschool years, it is assumed that since they grow up and they learn how to talk and they understand how to communicate, that they are going to know how to navigate their emotions as well as the emotions of the adults in their lives. Growing up, I didn't know how to navigate my emotions, but I knew that sometimes people thought crying was wrong. You know, because that's what that's what parents always tell you, or at least where I'm from, that's what I heard. You know, big girls don't cry, like big boys don't cry, or just boys don't cry in general. We're so used to hearing that, which is completely false. Now, I feel like that is something that we have to teach to avoid future of trauma. Infants and children are susceptible to everything. I remember vividly creating something. I think it was a drawing or a song. Because I was super creative as a child. Like I was always drawing or singing something. Like I was always doing something. I was into everything trying to create a new experience for myself. But I ran into the living room so excited to show everybody that was there. I was like, look, look, like look what I did. And then all the adults in the room were just like, go in the room and sit down somewhere. Like go in another room and sit down. And I just remember feeling my little heart shatter. And all the emotions of disregard that I felt were unbearable and all I could do was just cry because I'm like what did I do wrong like I just wanted to show these people that I care about something that I made something that made me so happy to create and this was the first time from my memory that I had this feeling like I should hold on to expressing myself to me vulnerability became something that had a negative connotation something that when expressed put you in harm's way and this definition is something that I've clinged to as an excuse to not be vulnerable, to hide myself, to not be authentic in myself because what if it's not reciprocated? I've made my trauma a top priority by running away from anything that pokes at it, right? Anything that puts me in harm's way. And as an exertion to reclaim my power and become the true creator of my life, I'd like to redefine what vulnerability truly means to me. So I came across several definitions and the first definition is going to be coming straight out of the Webster's Dictionary, the physical copy. Yes, because we getting technical, we getting, we getting into it, as I told y'all. So what I have here is vulnerability and its meaning, which is the state of being vulnerable. So once I go down to the word vulnerable, it is described as open to attack, hurt, or injury. Mm. So let's look at another definition of vulnerability. I'm going to go to Google. And it is described as the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. Mm. Both of those hold weight. Because something as grand and as special as expression is described as putting you in harm's way. That is just crazy to me. 
And because that is such a crazy idea, I would like to rework and redefine vulnerability for me. I'd like to think of it as more of being transparent, right? Because I no longer desire to harness the thought that being vulnerable gets me hurt. Though I won't deny that being in a state of vulnerability is very uncomfortable. This is that notion that we have the ability to be hurt by other people. That notion in its own furthers the misconception that we are not in control of how we transmute our emotions. And how seriously we take other people's actions and words. We take them so personal that we believe that us being expressive in ourselves is subject to harm. To me, vulnerability is transparency's little sister. To be transparent is to be without a mask, translucent in who you really are, honest and authentic, forthcoming, that quantitative information. Emphasis on what you're sharing is to be transparent, right? You're concerned about what it is that you're sharing. You're sharing feelings, experiences, and emotions without guilt or self-harm. You're saying this is me and I don't feel bad about it. This is me and I'm happy about it. This is my situation and I am proud to be navigating through it. To be vulnerable is to be reluctant to share this type of information and you're most likely coming from a perspective of fear or shame. To be vulnerable invites the listener to participate in the healing process that we are currently in. Healing is a one-on-one experience, or at least that's how I think of it. So when you're vulnerable, you're placing emphasis on how you're sharing your information. You're sharing emotions or experiences with the intention to still hide something about yourself. This might be something that you're in denial about. It doesn't have to be something terrible, but you just aren't comfortable with sharing that yet. But you think like, oh, maybe I'll just tell one person, you know, maybe I can trust this one person, even though I'm not fully okay with it. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. I'm just trying to give an idea on vulnerability versus transparency. So with vulnerability, you're saying this is happening to me and I don't know what to do about it. I'm not sure who to tell about it. I'm not even sure how I feel about it. So vulnerability is transparency, but from the track of fear. You are sharing the most delicate parts of yourself and you're not quite sure how to do that or if it will be reciprocated and you allow fear to be that driving factor. You have that fear that it won't be accepted or that you may be exposed for it. Self-acceptance and unconditional love breeds transparency, right? You have a level of self-acceptance and self-love that you no longer want to hide who you are. You don't necessarily care about receiving anything from sharing who you are or experience that you have had because your self-love and authenticity is enough validation. Now, I think you can absolutely be transparent without being vulnerable. I honestly think that that is the key to redefining vulnerability. Being transparent is to no longer feel the need to hide. There is no fear of being attacked or being exposed because it is not even in the realm of possibilities, right? You're so on cloud now who you are in your healing journey that you are proud of it. You know, it's not something that you have to hide. Of course, you want to have discernment to avoid oversharing and refrain from having your whole life on display in order to protect your peace and set boundaries. By being in this vibration of openness and clarity, 
when it comes to being transparent, like-minded people are likely to be attracted to you and vice versa. So you are likely to experience more things that will allow you to feel more comfortable and be more comfortable in your authentic self. It is so refreshing to have this new outlook on what it means to be authentic and forthcoming when it comes to expressing myself and being me, right? It's still crazy to me to express my emotions in front of a room full of strangers, but then that's where discernment comes in, right? I have to trust that I am being connected with like-minded individuals and to know when it is okay to be super transparent and how much to share. This allows me to set intentions for relationships that I currently have and ones that I may want to manifest in the future. This also creates an environment where I am constantly evolving and that is what I am all about. Recently I had this desire to just go up to everybody that was in my house and just hug them and express my love and my care for them and of course they were like you okay like is everything all right because I don't usually express my emotions outward I'm a type of person that just keeps everything in and even just little details about my life I feel like I'm a very private person so for me to be doing this and expressing that love outwards it was interesting But it felt really good and it felt like something that I needed to do constantly because I felt like doing that just broke down a barrier for me. Not completely, but it started to kind of bring that wall down and it felt really good doing that. I had felt like for so long I had to hide so much of myself and be so many different people for everyone. But at the end of the day, I noticed that I was left with all these different pieces that we're not a match. I knew I had to be doing something wrong, right? So in this current process of healing, rediscovering, and redefining my transparent self, I wanted to share a few poems about vulnerability. Now these are original poems of mine. I never ever share my poetry, but I am going to today for the podcast. This first poem was written in 2018 and it is untitled as of yet. Before you love me, I ask that you see the full of me, the half of where my heart bears fruit far too bitter for your lips to handle. Spend time with the heart like mine, you start to walk on eggshells. I like that I don't fear the thought of breaking with you, how all the aspects of my soul just come oozing, and how my body throws itself over the ledge without bending, bruising, or breaking. Yet, I am still whole when I fall for you. The second poem is a little bit more recent and it is also untitled. Can you see me? Can you hear me? When I speak, do my words become linear or do they just pour out like streams? It's like, damn, every time I try to get more out, I cross my T's and I bite my tongue. I close my eye and my third goes numb. Can you feel me? Am I safe? Do I flow like water? Am I free like wind? See, the very point where we began was through frolic conversations that rendered me meek. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. And this has been From My Understanding.